Live inside Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football, it's Cofield and Company. Oh, out of the gun. Back to pass. Lost it down the middle. Deflected twice and incomplete. And now the Raiders will have to try an onside kick. Losing gets old fast. Carlson boots it towards the right. It bounces at the 40. Titans pounce on it at the 43. And that is going to end this ballgame. You have to earn it. You know, we got to learn how to start well, play well in the middle, and finish well. Right now, we've not figured out that formula yet. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Twin Peaks is the spot here on a Monday, Monday Night Football home for the game tonight between the Cowboys and the Giants. Willie will be hosting the party up until 7 o'clock. Lots of prizes, great drink specials. Happy Arrow goes on uh, every day, uh, well, Monday to Friday, here at Twin Peaks 2 to 7. So happy hour in effect for Monday Night Football. Lots of good stuff on the way. I don't think most of the Raiders stuff is going to be good. This start is kind of shocking for a lot of people, especially those of you out there who felt like the Raiders had the goods to win the AFC West. But right now it is a total mess. Let's get to it. It's the three on Cofield and Company. One quick note, though, around the NFL. As I joked in our rundown, I think right now it feels like the only bowl that Raiders fans can look forward to, Willie, is the Pro Bowl here in Las Vegas. And maybe some of their players make the Pro Bowl. I, I saw that, and when I first saw the headline of the run, I, I, said to him, I thought it was going to say Toilet Bowl. Nah, I'm not going to be that harsh. Well, they, can, they can always come back from 0-3 and make this a respectable season, but right now it's a total mess, and we're going to find out from Adam Hill later on if, you know, when you're the only 0-3 team in the NFL and you've got holdover players with a new coach, with a whole new coaching staff essentially, you're really put to the test in terms of staying together. We'll ask Adam later on because he was in Nashville if things seemed a bit frayed after the game. These are tough times when you come out of the gates losing like this, and I, I wonder what's going on. I saw Devontae Adams' comments. You know, He's frustrated. Derek Carr is frustrated. The defense plays well at times, but at others, can't get pressure on a makeshift O-line for the Titans. Where do you want to start? Are we doing? Are we well, pointing well, the finger of blame here? What are we doing? Are we getting on well, Josh McDaniels? Where do we go here? Here's the thing. You know, I wrote about this last week, and everybody – now all of a sudden this is a topic this week. Well, you know, it was the lead to my story last week that the, that the Las Vegas Raiders had played two great halves of football. They just hadn't played four great quarters in the same game. Now, now, now we're just recognizing after three games, and you know what? You can say all you want that collectively in three separate halves, they've outscored this, they've done that. The bottom line is this team, especially yesterday, I don't care what how good they looked at certain times. Well, they, they, they were up. They, they could have almost won. This team looks lost. This team does not look like it's in sync. It looks like its chemistry has boiled over, not even close. The Bunsen burners are out. Darren Waller's dropping catchable balls. Keelan Cole. Matt Collins is your hero. And the most consistent player on the entire team 
is Daniel Gutierrez. Or, excuse me, that's the UNLV kicker. <laughs> Daniel Carlson. <laughs> Daniel both of the Carlson. Da- both of the Daniels Both Daniels are, are in Las stars. Vegas, except UNLV football is playing a lot better than the Las Vegas Raiders. Excuse me there. But it, it's it. that's what I'm sitting there watching. I'm watching the game. I'm charting the game. And I'm like, this team looks lost. And I'm not putting it on any of the players. I just named a bunch of them. But collectively, you know, Derek Carr at times, he's firing the ball in there and they're dropping it. Okay. Those are catchable balls, but there's other times where he's throwing behind it. There was a, there was a, uh, was it the touchdown Devontae caught? It was behind him. He made that play. It, they just don't look like they're in sync. They're, and now I'm trying to go back over press conferences or media availabilities, and I'm remembering things that people said and why they were particular in how they said it. Derek Carr, hey, I'm just going out there and doing what Coach says. Just going out there and doing it, just, just trying to do what he says. We believe in what he's teaching us. We believe it. You know, I, I don't know what to read into. What I do know is what I see on the field. And this team is lost. 100% lost. Max Crosby playing his ass off. Chandler Jones, all of a sudden we're going to point the finger at the millions of dollars. We brought him in. He's nowhere to be found. Yeah, well, maybe they're isolate. Maybe Max Crosby looks fantastic, and I'm not taking this away from him. But... They're letting, they're, let's let's isolate one guy and let the and, and then battle one on one with the other. I don't know. Denzel Perryman's absence certainly not just for his physical violent nature as a linebacker, but his presence and inspiration and leadership in the in the defensive huddle. It was apparent. It was gone. Jonathan Abram. <laughs> well, whole that's a whole segment. So. I, I just don't know if the team is there mentally, Steve. I don't know if this team's chemistry is what it's supposed to be when it takes the field. I don't want to hear it. it uh, okay, they almost came back against the Chargers. They were leading and blew it against the Cardinals. They almost were there against they, – they made a run and they missed the two-point – enough. Enough! They're supposed to dominate the last two teams. In reality, I saw somebody say, well, they, they deserve to be or they should be. No, you know what? The only game that they actually deserved to win was the Charger game because overall they collectively sort of were in that and played played 60 minutes like in terms of not great football, but they were right. Like they looked horrendous yesterday. They blew. Arizona deserved to come back. If at best they deserved to be one and two. It's a mess, man. I'm shocked. The guy could have seen one and two, but 0 and 3. Mm. And the feeling after yesterday's game where they got kind of punched in the mouth throughout the game. That's a sick feeling. And now when you look ahead at the rest of the season, I, I thought all along, listen, Raiders may be a slightly better team this year, but because of the schedule, the record may be worse. So I was figuring 9-8, and 8-9. Eight, eight I didn't pick them for the playoffs. I know you did. Mm-hmm. Division winner or not? Did I? No, I didn't pick okay. the division. But you had him going to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were looking yeah. at, what, at least 10 or 11 wins? I had him 10 wins because when we did our bet, I right. said 10 wins. That's, that was my. Oh, that's right. We do, I, have, I, we I, do I, have the Chiefs head-to-head against yeah, the Yeah, and here's the thing. Going in, I was most confident. Minus two about, and a half wins for the Chiefs. Now, it's not head-to-head. <laughs> right, and I was most confident about that one. Now I'm most confident about the damn Texans. And which then is, Kenny which Pickett. Is, which is another one of our, <laughs> our bets, and that was Jaguars wins. Although Jaguars look good yesterday. Know, Jaguars I mean, look really good. I'm and that, and that's and that's the problem now looking ahead is if you had the Raiders penciled in, hey, 2-1 and one coming out of the gates. I thought the beginning of the season schedule would give them a chance to come out of the gates, maybe 5-2, and two, maybe 6-2. and two. They're 0-3 right now. I mean, coming up, 
who the hell knows what we're going to see this weekend in terms of offense with the Broncos and the Raiders because the Broncos can't freaking score. Right. Okay, so I'm going to do this real quick. I'm going to do rapid fire for myself. You keep track. They're 0-3. Okay? You keep track. Don't go head. too far. I won't be able to keep up. You will. I'm very old. No, you, Math you're is hard. Good. You're good. Use your fingers. You don't have enough for the losses. Okay, here we go. Oh, really? Yeah, here we go. They'll win Sunday. Denver can't score. They're going to get crushed in Kansas City. They'll beat Houston. I'm reserving the Saints. What do you mean, reserving the Saints? You're already indecisive. They're going to win. They're they're, they're going to win in New Orleans. Let's go go through the schedule. Just go through it and and let it marinate. I want people to think about what could happen here at 0-3. They host host Denver. Broncos coming. I mean, we'll leave it at that. At the Chiefs, I mean, that is tough. The Texans are playing. It's a Monday night game. Yep. The Texans are playing respectable football right. at the Saints. Listen, the Saints weren't good yesterday, but that's not going to be an easy game. And then at the Jaguars, I was like, of course they're going to win there. And that's what I was talking about with five or six wins coming out of the gates. Uh, then the Colts come come here. And then there's a you know a slate in the middle in the middle of the schedule where you're like, okay, that's where they're going to take their lumps. But now they're in a position, it doesn't – I mean, how many wins can they pile up before they get to the real tough part? The Colts. Let's not forget. Let's not forget two things. They do come out of a bye against the Texans, but Lovey Smith has sort of instilled some confidence. Skip forward. You brought up the Colts. Colts coming here. Uh, other than Devontae Adams, same offense. Gus Bradley just practiced against this offense all year last year. Okay, defensive coordinator coming with Indy. Now it's a return date in Denver. Who knows if Denver turns it around by then? Okay. Then they go up to Seattle. Then they host Justin Herbert and company. Then who knows they, what? By the way, who knows what the Chargers will be at that point? Because the Chargers are not one of these groups that seems to be injured. Right, but seriously, every single year they lost their left tackle yesterday, Slater, for the year. And while Joey Bosa is a really good player, he's good for about eleven or twelve games a season, and now he's got a groin. Right, but but th- this, that's in December, yeah. and all I'm saying is a team like that they come out of. You know, trade deadline, whatever it may be, and, and they're healthy, or or at least they're rebuilt and repaired. They're going to be looking to make a run if they do. So they're going to target that. Then they go down to play L.A., the L.A. Rams. That is Super Bowl champs. Then New England comes here. Now let's not forget what the Raiders did to New England with their second and third stringers against their starters in four series. Belichick against the student versus teacher. Now, Christmas Eve. Raiders go to frigid Pittsburgh. Who knows what the 49ers are going to look like by then because, no, they're hitters. So are you giving us reason for hope with so many uncertain situations around the league that this team could actually fight back to get in the playoff race and maybe finish with nine wins? We'll find out on the way back. Wednesdays, it's the Marcus Arroyo Radio Show at 6 p.m. right here on ESPN Las Vegas. The Raiders aren't losing because of Derek Carr, but he may be in one of those situations in his career where it's time maybe a change of scenery for whatever reason will help his career out if he gets to the right place in the right system with the right team because that Raider mystique that hovers over that organization, he's a part of, and it makes it seem like he's not a good quarterback, and that's not true at all. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live at Twin Peaks. Wow. Week three, we're already there with Keyshawn Johnson saying maybe Derek Carr and the Raiders need a split. Oh, boy. We'll get, we'll get into that. We'll get it. into that. 
Um, is Raiders mystique the right term? The Raiders mystique would be a positive, wouldn't it? Well, would it be the Raiders jinx? The mystique is not really applied to teams that are kind of middling, teams that have, it seems like, bad luck from time to time. They made the playoffs last year. The curse, the Raiders curse. I don't know what he's talking about there. I'll say I think the mystique ended probably uh, 20 years ago, if you're talking about mystique. Well, because you normally hear mystique and you think about it in a, like, you know, it's a fascination, right? There's charisma about it. There's an appeal, an allure. Um, it's more of like this negative aura that he's now a part of. And when I heard that this morning, I couldn't type fast enough to say, hey, let's, we need pull to that. pull that, pull that, pull that but down. It's, honestly, it's kind of a weak take. Um, I don't know, man. I don't I mean, we're talking. It's they, early. They need a split for Wait. what? It's a whole new coaching staff. Yeah. I think some people are blaming Derek Carr. I, I mean, I don't think he's the overwhelming reason as to why they're out to an 0-3 start. No. So it's kind of a lazy take that a lot of national people who don't actually look in on individual situations in NFL markets will immediately go to, oh, the quarterback must be the problem. This is a team-wide issue. There are, lots of, there are lots of weak points on this team. And, and listen, you're talking about a coach in Josh McDaniels who actually hasn't really felt a whole lot of winning in his recent times as a head coach. Is he 1-10 in 10 now in his last 11 games as a head coach? I mean, that's, that's the first area you start to look at. And also, you know, personnel judgment. They started another offensive line. Third different combo to begin game three of the season. Third different combo. That's something they kind of bought into by going out and spending $29 million on Devontae Adams. They still have some of the guys around who were not failed draft picks, but they probably don't have much more of a lifeline with the Raiders. And there's a lot of problems on this team. And the vaunted pass rush, while Max Crosby is getting near the quarterback, like he was highly graded yesterday by PFF, but in terms of sack, uh, numbers. What's the number now for the whole season? Two. Two. Both by Max. And I think a lot of fans were like, hey, these two guys are going to combine for like 27 sacks minimum. So two, two as a team? So what's funny is the team that – so the, 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 the Raiders are tied for last with sacks this season. The Giants have one more sack than the Raiders, and they've only played two games. The team that the Raiders are tied with are the Cardinals. Can you imagine Cardinals fans going, we don't got sex because we don't have Chandler Jones. Well, Chandler Jones is here, and the Raiders have two sacks. To your point about Josh McDaniels, 10 of his last 11, yeah. He started his coaching career 6-0 in 2009. He's now lost 20 of his last 25 of it, uh, as a head coach. Um, you spoke about 3-0. Or 0-3. From 1990 to 2022, 157 teams have started the year 0-3. The Raiders in uh, the the Raiders five times in that time span have started 0-3. The average finish of those teams five and 11. Four, Steve, four since 1990 of the 157 teams made the playoffs none of them made the super bowl since Derek carr has been in the league the only team to make the playoffs was the texans in 2018 lost in the wild card round 
And you're talking about a stacked AFC West. Well, we were talking about it. We thought. We thought. We thought. (laughs) That's why the NFL is awesome. Right. Right? Everything gets turned on its head in the first three weeks of the season. (laughs) Boy, those Chiefs are really going to struggle. That's what I said. Right? Well, they were riding high, and then they get caught by, you know, a team that people thought was dead in the water, the Colts. Chargers try to play Herbert. He plays. He wasn't great. And the Jaguars apparently are a pretty good team, especially defensively. So there's been craziness all over the AFC, and maybe that, maybe that's the glimmer of hope for the Raiders is that the league may all be bunched pretty close. I still believe the Bills will be a you know a 13 win plus team, even though they lost to the Dolphins yesterday. But beyond that, maybe there aren't great teams, and it'll open the door for the Raiders. But I mean, before you know, we're we're going through the schedule, and we're like, hey, how do they get back to like eight or nine wins? Win one, yeah, they got win one they, freaking they game, win, and if and if they can't, you know, back uh, backs against the wall situation beat the Broncos, who right now seem totally disheveled, totally disorganized, inept on offense. I mean, hey, Broncos fans could be like, what are you talking about? At least they won. You're right, touche. Yeah. I mean, their defense is working. They're stopping teams. It's something the Raiders aren't doing. They couldn't stop the Chargers. They couldn't stop Kyler Murray in the second half. And... The first three drives, what was it, 75, 70, 70, something like that, the, for Tennessee yesterday. I mean, Derrick Henry didn't finish with 100 yards, but Derrick Henry looked like a man among boys. Oh, he set the tone. And, and the, he set it early because a lot of the initial runs by Derrick Henry, you're, you're talking a 250-pound dude, he's not getting hit until he's like six yards downfield. And what did we talk about last week that the guy said? I even wrote it in a story. We have to get them. We have to get to Henry. Before that first step. Yep. I think it was his first carry. They freaking buried him. Buried. buried him. And then every time he looked up, he got through the line just about untouched. And he's, you know, he's being tackled by a linebacker or a safety or a cornerback. Giveaway time right now. 364-1100. 364-1100. Maybe the end of this week. It's actually close to the middle of the week, right? We got Oktoberfest starting up over at the Orleans. 7-0 Brew. 7-0 Brew. Four-day festival the 29th through October 2nd at the Orleans. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. You can look up the information at Oktoberfest.Vegas. Ari's got a pair of tickets right now. Call her 7 364 I don't – there's nothing they can really say at this point, you know, to no. any sort of excuses. No. Uh, they're just not – they're not playing good football. And I saw that Josh McDaniels talked about losing. He said losing gets old fast. This league requires a lot of mental toughness, and nobody likes losing. You know what I mean? I know it should hurt when we lose. We all feel, I'm guessing, we all feel something blanky. Oh, we all feel poopy. I heard a great line last week, and I can't remember who said it. I want to say it might have been Friday on this show. I can't remember, but it was a great line because we're talking Golden Knights. We're talking, you know, you can say whatever you want about last year. There's excuses or there's reasons. Right. And they had they, they and they kept saying, we're not using it as an excuse. But no, guys, you did have a legitimate reason. The Raiders, I don't think that they got either. Just shut up and play. Yeah, I mean they're a little dinged Get up. Done. But, yeah, this but, this yeah, is but the that, team that, you put together. No, no, no. I'm not I'm not I'm not listen to me. I I'm not gonna listen to I'm not even going to go with injuries on this team right now. I'm not going to hear it. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not buying into that. Not in a 53-man roster and not when your stars are pretty much intact. Denzel Perryman, I'll give you. Yes, he was out. Andre James. Dylan Parham, he had, well, one penalty. I think, I don't even know if he had a penalty yesterday. But I'm not, I'm not putting this off on injuries. 
Not when balls are being dropped. Not when penalties are being made. Not when you're shooting yourself in the foot. Not when you're supposed to be a qualified DB and you're targeted five times and all five get there. Not when you're missing tackles. Again, Matt Collins, incredible. He's made big catches in games two and three. He showed up. Derek Carr's laid it up. He's gotten there. Other than that, no matter what you want to say, and I'm not even knocking Devontae Adams because it's just a matter of, you know, he's, he's catching balls that are thrown behind him. Derek's putting balls in the, in, the, in the basket. They're getting dropped. Josh Jacobs, I will say he ran with some authority yesterday. I will give it to him. But, again. I mean, it just seems like they're, they're in constant position where Jacobs doesn't really get a chance to be a workhorse. No. And he's not getting enough carries. But right. when he's, I think he's actually been one of their better players. Yeah. He's looked solid, but he's nowhere. Where's the Because of the call? way the games have played out Where's or the, the, way, the way the game has been called. Right. There's been no opportunity for him to get 19, 22, 24 carries. And I want to go back to one thing that I'm going to harp on until I see it. We were told, no, 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 no. This is the way it's done. After the first two weeks of the preseason, 14 different offensive linemen were used. I think it was eight different rotations. This is how it's done. This is how you come down to, you know, if you think that we're going to use the same five, we're going through the process. Yesterday, or it was either it was either the post game or today, it was like, well, we're still trying to figure out to get to the right five. Weren't you supposed to be? And you had four preseason games. The rest of the league had three. You and Jacksonville. Jacksonville pulled off a big win yesterday. You guys are still winless. Texans have a better record than you. Three games in, winless, and you're still trying to figure it out? Okay. I'm not an NFL coach, but I'm just going off of what you're saying. I'm going off of what I'm seeing. Prove me wrong. Twin Peaks, Monday Night Football, Cowboys and Giants coming up. You got the big beers, less than four bucks. Select appetizers, two, four, and six dollars. It's in Henderson, right on Eastern, and Willie's going to be giving out a ton of prizes today. Come on by Monday Night Football at Twin Peaks. Join Cofield and Company on Thursdays for the live 2-5 to five show at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. During all NFL games this season, get 77-cent beers. It's Thursday Night Football at Silver 7's Flamingo in Paradise. If you're going to contend at a championship level, you're going to have to beat good teams yeah. in closely contested games. Yep. And the Bills have not shown that they can do that, and the Dolphins have shown through three games that they are a good football team. They beat the Baltimore Ravens last week when they shouldn't have. They beat Buffalo in week three when they shouldn't have. I'm not saying that they're a championship contender. I am saying they can contend with the Bills for their division. Hanging at Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football, it's Cofield and Company. Canty on ESPN Radio National. You buy that? That the Dolphins can compete with the Bills? I still think the Dolphins are at best three games behind the Bills. Not right now, but at the end of the season. You believe the Dolphins are could really be an 11-win team? From what I've seen, right, if, if they were to stay consistent, yes. It, but do I think that they can keep it up? No. Good win yesterday. And they made the breaks, and you know, the Bills screwed up the clock down the stretch. Dolph, what, Dolphin, what? Dolphins escaped one of the 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 real uh, penalty from one of the funniest plays in NFL history. This one was like Garo Yepremian, you know, trying to throw a pass on a failed freaking hold on a kick for the Dolphins. What forty years ago? Butt fumble, and now we've got the butt punt. Which, by the way, you have to have a strong butt to be able to this take is, a punt right in the keister. Allow me to point out that this, this is two straight Mondays now that you have now brought up 
uh, last Fran Tarkenton and Gary Yepremian. I like to bring up the old school names. I'm loving it. Yeah, I kind of I kind of blew time and place and what year it was exactly, but I just I just you have that image in your head of oh, a little yeah. bald guy oh, running yeah. around, you know, oh, yeah. special teams whoa, and dropping the ball whoa. out of his hand. With the little ball guy, you're which. bigger than him. This um, is true. And then obviously Sanchez fumbling off a. Offensive lineman's rear end, and then yesterday, punting the ball right into the Gunners. Butt punt. It's a, that's a football bunt. It's butt. a bunt. I, I think butt punt works fine. Sacrifice a bunt. Yes. Dolphins have weapons. We know that. We Listen, can see it. And, the, and, and, and you know, the other thing that came to light yesterday, and I'm sure a lot of people were thinking it, like, hey, you know what? Tua's down. How much worse is Bridgewater than Tua? Might be same level. So they're one of the teams that actually, and this happens because you have a rookie quarterback right not rookie but on a rookie contract it's one of those situations that's rare in the nfl where you go to the backup and you're like we're okay what we're seeing over the first three weeks with this team is an 11 win team it's a matter of sustainability and i just don't know if it can do it um what i was impressed with was the resiliency and the bounce back of baltimore i'm not sure about that defense uh a little questionable with, with what the defense is doing. It's a good thing that uh, Lamar Jackson, four touchdown passes, 110.3 rating, 107 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown, 37-26, 11-point win over the Patriots. Jackson now the second player in NFL history to record at least four touchdown passes, 100 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown in a single game. Joining who? Former UNLV quarterback Randall Cunningham. He did it back in 1990. So, um I like what I'm seeing out of Baltimore. And, you know, you, you mentioned in, in the rundown, game of the day. I mean, Green Bay, my goodness. What way? Their defense? Or how little production they're getting out of the O, especially in the second halves of these games? Rodgers still put up some decent I mean, numbers. Decent numbers. And he's also going against the top three defense in the conference. And clearly the Packers are not right yet on offense. But if you need to grind it out, right now the Packers can do it. I get wins. 255 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, 103.9 rating. They escape Tampa with a 14 yeah. to 12. I mean, Romeo Dubs had a coming out party. He had, what, eight for 97, something like You called that. it. Right. You called it in training camp. Well, I said, you know, watching him at Nevada, I thought he was an NFL player. I don't I'm know how good he was going to be. But when, you know, here's the thing. When you get a chance to go and play with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I'm just you have a chance to be pretty damn good as a rookie. I'm just pointing out and giving you props. Well, thank you. I mean, the only thing we didn't get a chance to do was pull audio because I know how you like that. Uh, well, you like it. We, we, know, we know you like it. I think at some point later on, we're going to have your official pick from Friday for the Titans and the Raiders. And it was, Yours it, was too. It, it was damn close. And I was close. I was close. Well, we they bo- we both, for us. We both picked the. Uh, we were closer if they didn't score the last touchdown. Yeah. We both picked the Titans. Absolutely. Adam with the. They're terrible. The Titans? I don't remember. Did he say it? Oh, he was. He was <laughs> you guys aren't even close. It's a bad team. You guys aren't even close, he said. How many truly bad teams are there in the NFL? Like, do you, do you look at the Raiders and you're like, God, they're a bad team. I think, well. Because I still no, don't. I don't. I don't think. There are other teams when you go into Sundays, Willie, and you're like, yep, this is about what I expected no. when they play like crap. One of them is my Jets. No. That, that was dreadful yesterday. And real quickly, I didn't think they were going to be good, mm. but I didn't know they'd be this bad. Are the Eagles that good to just completely snuff out Washington? The Eagles are good. Commanders stink. Commanders are a bad right. team. The, the, the Eagles Ra- did what they're listen, supposed to do. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with your first question. The Raiders are a really good team playing very, very badly. 
if you think about it, you think about the numbers. You crunch the numbers. You're being very nice. They're they're a good team. Look at the skill position players. Look at the, I mean, look at what we're talking about here. This is a this is not a bad football team. They're just playing horribly. Derek Carr. You know, I mean, the decisions he's made, the the play calling he has, he's he said it. Just just doing what I'm told to do. Uh, for all that matters, Derek Carr, I'm looking for it here because I tweeted it, but he he he's on pace. Three career numbers. One of them would be second best. The other two would be career best. And I want to say it was touchdowns and yards, but also completions. Derek Carr, here we go. He is on pace to complete 413 passes for 4,816 yards and 34 touchdowns as of right now. Those numbers would be a career second highest in completions, a career high in passing yardage, and a career best in touchdowns. Now, that being said, he's on pace to throw 22 interceptions. That would be a career high. But we go back to whose fault is it? He's been very vague. He's been very politically correct. I believe him. I, be, you know, he said again. I believe in what we're doing. That goes to say, I believe in the coaching staff and the system that's put in place. Meaning, hey, he's calling the shots. I believe in it, so we're executing it. Josh McDaniels put it on himself today. I think it was today, one of the either post game or today. But his, his, he did he did say it starts with him. Derek Carr's always going to say it starts with him. Devontae puts it on himself. I mean, these are guys that are taking accountability. These are leaders that are taking accountability. But they're a good team playing very badly, so they're not a bad team. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. On a gun on third and five. Carr, back to pass, pressure off the edge. Beat Mumford, and a sack. Rashad Weaver takes Carr down at the 12. Spun him around, and now the Titans and Mike Vrabel taking time out. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live at Twin Peaks. What a freaking mess the beginning of the season has been. Willie Ramirez, Steve Cofield, Raiders lose again yesterday. Horowitz on the call there. We always like to bring in the legends of the Raiders to talk about what the Raiders are doing, good and bad. Get an honest opinion, especially in terms of meeting up to the Raiders' mystique and expectations. And no one knows about all of that more than Phil Villapiano, one of the all-time great Raiders. Joins Willie and Cofield here in Vegas. How are you, sir? I am doing very good, guys. And I'm very happy to hear that you guys are at Twin Peaks. Okay. Why is that? (laughs) Well, that's one of my favorite restaurants. Nice. Very nice, very nice. We like we like the endorsement. Uh, who doesn't like Twin Peaks? Right? It's a great, a little, it's a great a little place endorsement. I hope you guys get a free beer. Oh, there you go. Yeah, well, absolutely. Help us out as much as you can. All right, Phil. I mean, while we're la- you know laughing and kind of joking around, man, a lot of Raider Nation is not happy at all with the way this season has opened. Do you have uh, words of wisdom to tell everyone to calm down a little bit, or how are you feeling? Well, I I would I would say. I will say calm down. I, I, we got the players. Uh, I believe we have the coach. I, 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 know, I know we've got it all together. I mean, we have all the parts. 
And I really, um, you know, if I, if I was to say anything that could be, uh, could be constructive would be you can't have a brand new coach and a brand new scheme and a, and, and, and the coach is brand new to all these players and not play preseason and go out there your first game and just hope for the best. I, I hated it. I was at the, um, uh, the New England, our last preseason game. I think we should have started, you know, that team rather than our starters because they played very well that night. And, and they looked like they were, you know, they had some game experience and all that. And look what we got. We got, we got people that everybody's timid. I think our play calling is timid. Uh, we're not putting any pressure on them. On first, so you just said it. The, the fans are pissed. I'm pissed too, guys. You can tell. Stop it. Stop it. Um, we got a, we got a long ways to go and there's no time. We ran, we ran at it with the leashes up. You know, we, you can't go on win four. We got to win this weekend. It's a must. And I think we can. Uh, if I'm the coach, I'm going after you, going after them on first down and second down hard and not just a little run here, a little experiment there. Go after them. So on third down, there's not so much pressure for our receivers to catch and our, our quarterback to throw. I, I, I think we got to adjust our play calling, uh, defense. I think our defense is better. I don't, you know, uh, I think we're, you know, the way our offense is playing, we're wearing out the defense, especially against, you know, the Cardinals. That that was, that was a disgrace at the end of the game. Uh, we got, we got 300, got 300 pound guys trying to chase down, you know, Kyler. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think we got to analyze, don't panic, just analyze what we're doing and we're going to be okay because we got players. Speaking How of about Phil. that. Speaking of Raider great Phil Villapiano on Cofield and Company here on ESPN, 100.9 FM, 1100 AM. Phil, I, you know, I've watched three games, obviously. I, I see these random quarters or halves, if you will. I'm tired of hearing, well, we, we, we played a couple of halves better. We outscored them this much to this much in three different halves. Enough is enough. What I am seeing is a lack of chemistry, and yesterday was the peak in which – they look lost. They just don't look like they're in sync. They don't look like they're having fun out there. Yeah, and, it, and what's happening, and you're absolutely right, and the pressure is starting to mount, and and that, that's what happens when, you, you know, maybe, you know, John Madden and, and Kenny Stabler, who we had coached forever, you know, uh, maybe they don't play preseason, but Brand new coach, brand new quarterback to him. They got to play. They got to get in sync. We can't be doing this in game four. It should have been done, you know, uh, over the summer. So we got ourselves a major problem. I think we can work it out, but you're right. Uh, I don't care. No excuses. No, uh, you know, oh, we, we outscored them in the, in the second quarter. How about the fourth quarter when it counts? That's when we got to play together. That's when we got to smile. You're right. It doesn't look like they're having fun, you know. And, 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 and you know, remember when the um, I was in the, um, the stadium when the guy picked up the fumble and ran it in, and the whole bench from uh, the Cardinals 
was in the end zone celebrating. Uh, I'm wondering if, if our team even would have noticed if we would have picked up a fumble and run it in. Because it doesn't look like there's fun. doesn't look like we're all together and, you know, slapping each other and loving each other. Yeah, I see every once in a while, you know, we'll have a, a, a nice play and, and the defense will celebrate a little bit. But, man, we got a long ways to go in order to, to make a real team, you know, a team, not just an individual. But it can be done. We've got great players. But uh, how, do you, how do you make up for lost time? I don't know. That's, that's where coaching comes in. Got to leave this to, to coach. Phil, you brought up preseason, and they didn't get any action in. And my question is, after the first two weeks of the preseason, 14 different offensive linemen, eight different rotations, we were told that's how it's done. This is this is what we do because you never have the same five guys, and we're trying to find the right formula. Well, guess what? Now there's seven games in, four preseason, three regular season, and I think it was yesterday after the game or this morning in the press. It was well, we're still trying to find the right formula. When are you going to find the right formula? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a that's a great uh, um, you know a great question and a, a great observation because you know nowadays you want to play more guys, you want to keep fresh guys on the field, <laughs> but then you're afraid to substitute because you don't know the guy who can get to the passer. Or you can't. You don't know the guy can block somebody. So, yeah, um, I hate to say it, but we're a little lost right now in, in more ways than one. And um, you know, I'm thinking, sit there, you know, coach, right now. Take take your time. Look at what you're doing. Understand, it is not Raider football. This ain't going to win. You, I, I'm saying, you attack, attack, attack. If you get an interception, who cares? If you fumble, who cares? Just attack these teams and our defense. And when we when we opened up against the Chargers, and we we threw two corners right off the right right in the first drive, right into the backfield. It was the most beautiful thing. And I said, "Look at this Raider team. I haven't seen it again." Yeah. You know, wear some excitement. Wear something different. You know. Um, yeah, there's a long – got a long ways to go, and and we just got to take one game at a time. We can beat the Broncos. We can beat them badly. And all of a sudden, you know, one and three doesn't sound so bad. So um, let's, let's just beat the Broncos. Let's attack them. We're better than them. And, um, you know, that's all – that's all. you know, there's nothing more. We need to take it one game at a time. We need to attack. And we need to play Raider football. And we're at home, and we should. I've never heard uh, the, the, you know, the Oakland Coliseum like this uh, Allegiant Stadium is electrifying. But finish. we got to finish the game. Um, and, and people not, you know, remember when they, 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 people didn't want to go to Seattle. Well, they're not going to want to come to our place either. But we got to win. Speaking of Phil Villapiano, Raider great right here on Cofield and Company on ESPN. Phil, I'll never, you know, I remember on the black carpet during Raider Alumni Weekend, just, I don't know, four or five weeks back, you spoke about the Patriots game. It was that game. And we were talking to you, and you and we asked you what was so great about that day, this moment. And, and uh, we were laughing. You had us rolling because you were like, 
the stories, the bonds, the chemistry. And we asked, well, what kind of stories? He said, I can't tell half the stories that we've been talking about during this long weekend. How, you know, it's so, right. it's so different nowadays because you got guys coming and going and free agents and this and that. Could that be something where, you know, yeah, you brought Devontae in. He's got the relationship with Derek Carr, but we haven't really seen I mean, the relationship's off of it. Now there's this mounting pressure. They're 0-3. What do these guys need to do off the field, maybe, to, to, to establish that bond that you were, you know, just raving about? Yeah, well, it was, it was such a different era. And, you know, our training camp, went, but we went in right after the 4th of July. You know, like we have two weeks in July, and it's six preseason games. So you had so much time. Matter of fact, it was way too much time to bond. And we made the best out of a bad situation. A bad situation was, you know, the NFL thought you needed all, all that time to, to warm up. And uh, it was brutal. And it, with John Madden and Al Davis did to us players, it was totally brutal. But it <laughs> every night we needed some beers and we needed to talk. Cause it was it was like a, you know like we were going out for Navy SEAL or something, you know. So it was it, it was so different nowadays. The you know player association handling everybody with kit gloves and you know it's it's really really so different. I I, I can't say they could they could put any of that stuff together. And I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm sure these guys hang out together. I don't see it. I don't feel it like you guys. But they have to because you become best friends with your teammates and your teammates' wives love your wife, you know, and all that stuff. So you got to be good friends. But where is it? Uh, you know what? You know what, though, guys? When you win, you see things <laughs> differently. We, if we were three and zero, everybody would be in love, and we're the greatest team in the whole world. Even though, hey, we could be three and zero. There's probably six plays separating us from being three and zero, so we're not that bad, you know. And we've got the good players, but um, things have changed so much. Um, I would love, you know. I mean, I, I think, I think our guys love each other just as much as we did we just it was a different era we didn't make the money we we you know we went out and bought draft beer they probably buy martinis (laughs) i don't know but it's a it's a hard it's a hard thing to put your finger on and i don't care i mean you guys can they can all hate each other but win you gotta win in pro football or it stinks well, you wrapped it well. That was good. Phil, we appreciate a couple of minutes, and hopefully we get you on later in the season and things are going a little better for the Raiders. Thank you for your time. That was awesome. All right. Remember it, and we'll be on our way. Exactly. All right, Phil, we'll see you. I love it. I love it. Schnitzel for everybody. By the way, his, uh, the jersey came out in him right there. I love it. Yeah, he's actually he's a, uh, he was, he's a Monmouth County guy where I'm oh. from, and I think, if I'm correct, his brother John yeah. was actually a like a mentor at the girls and actually no at the time it was just a boys club the boys club that I used to go to you know a little time after school so yeah. good good family good uh, Jersey people and a fired up football legend I brought up that black carpet and not only did he say the memories but good thing we didn't have social media. <laughs> <laughs>